cash flow is a problem. And you're thinking to yourself, what the hell am I going to do? You've got bills coming out. Well, I don't know, 5,000, 10, 20, maybe a million dollars. And you're like, we're in the hole. We're in trouble. Payroll is due. We need to make that investment. We have a contract that we need to keep paying on. And you're trying to figure out where the hell is all this money going to come from? You're in one of two situations. Either nobody knows how bad it is, or you're in a place where you're just like, man, the funding that we needed just didn't land. It's okay. I've been there. Here's what's going to happen. You and I are going to hang out in this episode. I'm going to tell you exactly how to fix cash flow fast. And more importantly, how do you how do you get uh how do you get above the water and and not sink ever again? This formula is a must. Get ready. Hey you, welcome to Build the Damn Thing. A place where myself, Tiffany Largi, and our amazing Do the Damn Thing coaches show you how to use your story to build it all. Whether it's your first six figures, your next layer of multiple six figures, or maybe you're on your way to a million. And if it's not that, it's the life of your dreams, where you are free, you are strong, and you are whole. First, we're going to show you how to use your story to build a strong foundation. And then next, we're going to show you how to use your story in sales and marketing to clean up the cracks. And last but not least, we're going to show you how to use your story to gather people. Because the truth of the matter is that there's nothing stronger than being connected to people who just understand you as you are where you are so you can stop explaining yourself. I want to remind you that now that you're here, you are home and I officially welcome you to our family. All right, let's get started. So you know how many times I've been in a place where I thought the funding from the deal was going to come through and only to find out that they said, hey, there was something wrong with your paperwork. You need you to resubmit. The amount's too big. There is XYZ problem. And not only is it going to be a day late, but it's going to be seven days late. And then you're like, holy shit, payroll is in two days. What am I going to do? And then you start thinking to yourself, this can't be happening. You know, um, cash flow is one of those crazy things that if you don't understand, I feel like it's my number one job as a CEO is to maintain and figure out how does cash flow in our company. Cash flow is so much more than um, looking at your bank statement and asking yourself how much money is in the checking account at this moment. There's a stupid idea that we can run a business. There are people who are running pretty big ass businesses and they're still just looking in the checking account, hoping and praying and fingers crossed that, you know, we get through and that the checks don't bounce. And having been a person where I've had many overdraft fees in my 20 years of running a company, I've never had a bounce check. Actually, maybe it is a, a, a not, not sufficient funds return. Yeah, I've had those too. I've had them all. The reality is that cash flow is the name of the game. And as a CEO, you're, the greatest responsibility you have, and I feel like it's the same thing in your house, is knowing what to do when you're in trouble. Having this mentality that trouble's not coming and if you play it safe, then you're always going to win. There are three things I want to say to you right now. like, And these are probably the three most important things as you think about whatever it is that you want to achieve in the next decade, two decades, three decades. Number one, if you play it safe, you'll never really win. Period. If you live this game, if you live the business game, if you live the life game, playing this thing safe, you will you will never win. Not really. The second thing I'm going to say is that every move, every 
year, I have made big investments. I've taken big risks and I've lost many times in doing so. And in the end, in the belly of me taking risk, I don't want you to think I'm gambling away money. What I'm doing is I'm looking down the line and going, I really think we can do that. I think that we can stretch that far. I think that we can grow to that space. And sometimes it's not necessarily that I make the wrong bet. It's just that things don't land the way I think they're going to land. We have clients who all of a sudden someone gets sick in their household and they're not pay- making payments. We have 2020 where I woke up one day with four huge events on the docket. I mean, we were going on the world tour and one of the companies that I own, um, do the damn thing. We were going on a world tour. We had four countries that we were slated to produce all these events. We had already written contracts. We put out a ton of dollars and only to wake up on March 9th and understand that the world is shut down and we're not getting back any of our money. Do you know how hard it was for me to swallow the fact that I had just begun a comeback or a next level world tour for this huge conversation we had been having? I laid out all these plans, all these dollars, only to find myself with money I cannot get refunded, a business model for that company that did not make complete sense for the market. And then more importantly, because of the way I function and operate, I knew that I had to keep everyone employed. There was no way that I was going to lay people off. There was no way I was going to reduce hours. And it's not because of my pride. It was because I knew these people. I knew their families. I, I had a responsibility to make sure that hell or high water, I had to figure out the game. So the idea is that, okay, great. Well, we have these products. Let's just go and sell these products. If we go and sell more of these products, we'll make more money, right? Wrong. That is so wrong. The reason why this formula doesn't work like that is because When a company is in crisis, normally I see, and and understand before I even say anything else, this is not just for the person who's in crisis. This is also for the companies like, hey, we need some more cash. We're trying to do this thing. If you're trying to do this thing, whether it's dig yourself out, respond to the BS that just happened, uh, or put put your foot down on a dream idea or a stretch goal that you have, the name of the game is not, let's go take the product we have the $172 product and let's go sell more of these jokers. Because whether it's you doubling down and selling a book, selling your entry-level service that's $193, um, what happens is that you put yourself in a mental warfare. It's volume land USA. When your back is up against the wall, the last thing you need is a massive pressure of trying to find volume. Even if you have a list, I have, a co- I have companies that have lists of tens of thousands of people. And yes, in theory, yes, in theory, if we got 200 of those people to buy something, if you got 200 of those people to buy something at $100, okay, great. We've made $20,000. That's great. I hope I did that math right. I think I did. But either way, for me, that's not the win. What's the real win is creating something called a high ticket offer. I believe wholeheartedly that every single company has a high ticket offer that they need to produce and that they can produce and that they can deliver at a moment's notice when the world looks like it's falling apart, feels like it's falling apart, not really happy, not really excited, that you can rinse and repeat that doesn't require volume, but it forces you to lean on value. Do the math with me. We get... 100 people to spend $10 or 10 people to spend $100, we make $1,000. Fair. We get 100 people to spend $100. What is that? $10,000? Is that right? 
$100 times 100 people, $10,000. People are going to make me take out a calculator. Let me get a calculator. Make sure I'm not telling you, telling you the wrong thing. 100 people, 100 people times it's $10,000. Okay. I had had to check myself for a minute. This is serious. Now, yes, $10,000 is great. But in a company like mine, $10,000 helps us for like a day in a few things, but not in our overall big picture. Which means if I geared up our team, if I rolled up my sleeves, if I spent the next 20 days in sales, I I moved 100 units of anything and the 100 units were $100. Trust me when I say I'd be proud of it because to move 100 units of anything is not easy for a company, a small business. But the truth of the matter is that in that time of me moving 100 units at $100 and making $10,000, I forfeited the opportunity for our company to make $100,000 by taking 10 of those people and selling them a $10,000 item. Now, Tiffany, is the idea that you just want to price gouge people? Absolutely not. But I do want you to be clear that every person has a solution that they can provide to another person who has a problem. And no matter what we think is the problem for the customer, what I am clear on in 20 years of serving people, running a small business, employing people and having to pay bills by my ability to say something, do something, create something or be something, I'm going to tell you that people are always going to be willing to pay whatever it is for the solution that they believe is the right solution to the problem that they have because they want to be out of pain. In my opinion, the person who creates the best solution, no. The person who gets the person out of pain fastest wins. Sometimes it's not even the best solution. Now, today I'm going to tell you confidently that I, for sure, like I am going to say, listen, people, we have second to none solutions. I swear by every company that I run, Um, and the solutions we provide to customers because they're all backed by this idea that we're always going to do the right thing even if it hurts, which means that we're going to see through the project, the person, the item, the thing, the momentum, the idea, whatever it might be to the very, very end, specifically because we want to be in front of, we want to be in front of a win for the customer as they're celebrating and we want them to continue to love us afterwards. Now, if you're willing to put some form of a guarantee like that behind an offer that you have, not that you're perfect, not that you're the, not that you're going to try extra hard for us, our guarantee is pretty much all all around. And this is on every price point. We're just going to hang in there until we do it right. We're going to hang in there till the very end until we get this thing done. We're going to hang in there till the very end until everybody's singing because we want friends. We want, we want Uh, partnerships out of the businesses that we build, the relationships that we build. We're not trying to be hiding our faces when we walk in the streets. We want to be invited to the baby shower. We want to go to the weddings. We want to be celebrating with them five, seven, 10 years long after they're no longer clients. If you can take this idea into your business and think to yourself, well, gee, Instead of me trying to sell that item that's a book or a low ticket item and a low ticket item, depending on the, the, the business model, for me, a low ticket item is probably anything that's under about $1,500 in the average in most of my companies is considered a low ticket item for me. A really low ticket item would be like 
under $400, $300. I don't think we have one. Uh, I can't think of any product that we have in any of our companies with the exception of an event ticket, which is the most valuable thing that we have coming and spending time with us live and in person. We sell those tickets sometimes for anywhere from $200 to, 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 you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars. Outside of that, if I needed to fix something, if I needed to stack cash, if I needed to respond to a problem, if I needed to make good on the next seven days, if I needed to roll up my sleeves and make something happen for myself and my team, I'm going to focus on a high ticket sale. Now, depending on where you are right now, this may not happen in the next 24 hours or it could. What would happen if you just made a phone call or talked to someone on a lead in the next 12 hours and you got them to say yes and you got them to say yes at a five, 10, 15, $20,000, $50,000, $100,000, offer and they put down a deposit of $14,000, $10,000, $15,000. If you think I'm crazy, just look at, man, plumbing, chimney companies, technology, rewiring of buildings, a year-long contract to teach at the school. There's so many ways for you to think of what a high-ticket offer could be. But I'm telling you right now, if you've spent the last six months either training your sales force, training yourself, going out into the market, selling low-ticket items, you are literally shooting yourself in the foot and you're setting yourself up for a pretty disappointing year. When I look at fixing a cash flow problem in front of me, the very first thing that I do is I turn to a high ticket pr uh, product. The high ticket product for me needs to be north of about $15,000 in an average. The reason why is because we only need to sell seven of them as a company to hit $75,000. I hope I did this math right. That's not right. 15,000 times seven. Look at this. I'm heading to a calculator again. You people are playing with me. I'm watching. I'm going to do this. I'm off. Seven times 15,000 is 105,000. You see what I'm saying? Look at this. I'm trying to play around tell you this is $75,000. No, people, this is $105,000. So if I say to the team, listen, like if someone says to me, hey, I really need either not necessarily a raise, but they're in a situation because sometimes it happens where they're trying to do something. Maybe they're trying to put down on a house. Maybe they're trying to just take their husbands or wives out somewhere. And they're like, I got, I want to make another $3,000. Great. How do we do it? Let's sell something, but we're going to sell something, deliver something awesome. And we're going to share in the dollars because then the person knows that as a CEO, I'm doing my best, not necessarily to sell high ticket things. Cause it's not really about being high ticket. It's about being really like, it's about being um, profitable enough so that way we can continue to stay in business, so that we can work in a nice place, so that we can have resources and you putting, having a formula that you can insert in any time really changes the game. One of the coolest parts of me understanding this formula is I know where to focus my attention and time. And I also know won't, what won't get us there. If you can be transparent during the times where cash is strapped, such and such has happened. I'm not saying to you that everyone's going to cheer you on and love you. I've been hated many times. 
But if they know that you're transparently trying to fix the problem with every energy and fiber you have, and it is urgent to you just as much as it is to them, I promise you that relationship will carry a long way. Because every great human who is near you, like every great human who's ever been near me, they have had the same thing happen in their homes or they've lived somewhere where the lights may have almost been cut off. They they got a final notice more than once. They've seen that they're past due on a dot, 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 dot. And unfortunately, and fortunately, that's the cycle of life. The 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 biggest thing or, or the, the most important thing for me right here is when you think about cash flow, it's uh, knowing what to do. I don't want you to spend your time uh, focusing on things that are really not going to move the needle. That's just going to be a waste of time for you and everybody around you. But if you can show the people who you care about and the people who are near you that you know what to do, then it gives everybody the confidence really to just keep moving. And this might be your family um, to keep moving with you as you navigate and, and grow through this next level. I tell you, having been a person, I, I woke up, I'll tell you really quickly before I go, I woke up I woke up one day, I've woken up more than once and have been hundreds of thousands of dollars in trouble. And when I say the word in trouble, meaning I didn't expect that to happen. Um, I can think of a couple of reasons. There was like two or three times I remember we had a deal that was happening many years ago and the bank was, or the funding company was supposed to fund us the money and it's a, and it should have been there on Thursday, payroll hits on Friday. We were like, great. Thursday afternoon, we get a note that says that something's wrong internally with their side and they can't fund it. And that's going to be another seven days. I almost pissed myself. Like I legit was like, I almost pissed, but I almost pissed myself in front of everybody. I don't want you to think this was behind like closed doors and some bathroom. I didn't even know what to do with myself because we owed like $30,000, $40,000 in payroll. And I was like, what in the hell am I going to do? Fast forward, there have been times where we have extended our kindness to clients and we learned the hard way that extending our clients are, are, are extending ourselves to clients and allowing them to pay in payment plans um, and them not making good on the payment plans, even though they're consistent, even though we have credit card authorization forms, you know, we're financing. When we bring someone into, let's first for say like the production company, right? When we bring people into the studio, it co- it's, I'm almost at like 50, 60% of the cost of that contract the second the client walks in the door. It's just not like a service where there's no people involved. There's labor involved. There's people who have to get paid, you know? And the truth of the matter is that when that client defaults, but then they do it again, or they're not communicative, and then you have that compounded by four people because you forgot to have a clause in place or you didn't have the right contract term, your your ass is handed to you. I've been there too. I've also been the CEO who just has a soft heart for people. And I'm notorious for giving away hundreds of thousands of dollars in a 12 to 18 month period of services, paying for hotel stays, feeding people, just doing things for people and the in in that are within my grasp because I know that they're without and they need my help or they need help. The truth is that regardless of how you get to that place, because my last one is where life just hands you a lot of cards and you've got to deal with it. This last one, I don't know why God has it like that. I'll never understand. I'll never understand why sometimes we wake up and there's a shit show in front of us. It is beyond me. I know that someone's going to come by me and say, oh, because it's going to make you stronger and this, that, and the other. And yeah, 
I am, I am way more stronger as a CEO than I was 10 years ago. That's the truth. However, it doesn't change the fact that when you're going through it, it's not fun. But knowing the tools and what to do, um, when life hands you cards and life has handed me many cards, I'm going to say this. If you can focus your attention, your time on selling high things, selling high ticket items only, not also, you will transform, give yourself about 60 days, maybe 75. And I promise you the world would look totally different. 10 people at $50,000 a piece is half a million dollars. How hard is it really on a planet of 8 billion people, 4 billion of them are on social media, a billion of them are on LinkedIn and Instagram where you have direct access to them and you don't have to pay for it, where we have direct access to billions of people at our fingertips via our phones. How hard would it really be for you, your team, or your company to ask a hundred people to buy something from you at $50,000 a piece. Think about it for a moment. Then most importantly, before I get out of here, what would happen if 10 of them said yes? I hope that episode was amazing for you and you are closer to building the damn thing. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts were, what part you loved, and the action that you're going to go take. Because the truth of the matter is that the person who wins is not the person who gets there first. It's the person who takes action first. Now, I've got a gift for you, and it is at www.strackedhustle.com. It is imperative that you run there and you see all types of goodies, starting with the seven must-haves that you've got to put when telling your story. There is so much deliciousness awaiting for you. I would love nothing more than for you to go ahead and give us a thumbs up and a five-star review on not just this episode, but this entire series of how do you build the damn thing. Like always, if there's anything that we can do to make your weekday or month better, please let us know. And more importantly, I can't wait to see you live. Whether it's at Do The Damn Thing Live or in one of our communities, or maybe you're just hanging out with us on social media. What I know to be true is that I am meant to connect with you somewhere, and I can't wait for that day to happen. And more importantly, I can't wait to see what you built. 